Good morning. Right now it is 1020, and we are going to be talking to Dr. Yvette Poindexter, um, and she's going to be sharing about an opportunity that you have to get pre-screened, and then you will also be able to get uh, tested for COVID-19 for free. So we're going to learn everything that they have going on, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Here we go. Good morning. This is KATA Radio 99.5 FM. I have a guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself and we're going to learn everything that she has uh, going on right here in Galveston, Harris, Brazoria County and here. Uh, it's all over, all over. But uh, good morning, doctor. How are you doing today? Hi, good morning. Already, uh nice to be here with you all today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to learn. Um, can you share the organization that you're with and the role that you play? Hi, I surely will. Um, my name is Dr. Yvette Poindexter. I am the Chief Medical Officer with Community Health Network. Uh, I've been with this organization since 2010. So I'm very excited today to be here to um, offer what we call, you know, a community support, uplifting the community concerning COVID-19. Um, as you know, we all uh, have had, had experience with this over the past three months in many ways than one. Um, so what we are doing as a community health center, uh, we are providing COVID-19 testing at our uh, different locations. We actually have uh, 12 site locations uh, throughout the different counties that you mentioned earlier. but. One of the main reasons we're here today um, that we have a location that you mentioned um, in support with United Way that in, in the Galveston County area that you can be pre-screened and tested for COVID-19. So to be qualified, like the pre-screen questions, what kind of things are they going to be asking so, uh, so the people can know, like, hey, should I call? Yes, when you call in, you'll call into our number that you'll reference again during the call, mm -hmm. uh, which is 281-824-1480. Um, you will receive um, uh, a response by our patient services. Uh, they will perform a pre-screen with you. Uh, the pre-screen has evolved over time um, as you've noticed that uh, so have recommendations over time as well. But some of the questions they'll ask uh, exposure um, to a person with COVID-19, uh, symptoms, which the symptoms have also evolved um, over time, which may be cold-like symptoms, it might be diarrhea, um, could be loss of taste or smell. Uh, but one of the most recent that we've really expanded the testing to different persons include um, asymptomatic persons. Uh, we're finding, you know, those priority testings should be performed in certain in certain age ranges, such as such as if you you may be pre-screened if you're 65 and above. Also, if you if you have health conditions such as diabetes or hypertension asthma, COPD, chronic conditions that may put you at higher risk. Other professionals such as um, uh, healthcare professionals, which we call them, but that qualifies for a lot of persons that just may be in the healthcare industry, mm -hmm. qualify for asymptomatic testing, um, as well as uh, um, if you, there may be racial disparities as well. Uh, we've noticed that over time and amongst the black and brown persons. And uh, so, you know, 
we will we will you know talk to you make sure that you qualify uh for testing because it's it's important i know that you you know persons are concerned well maybe we don't need to get tested um well let us decide that you know it's better i think to call in and be pre-screened for the testing and let us see if you if you are if you do need testing because of your risk factors okay so how long have y'all been doing this this testing and offering it for free is this something that um that y'all have been doing you know the past couple weeks or is it just now starting up no it's it's been going on we've been involved in um we first of all we we stayed with the community uh as this unprecedented time begun uh, we did not, you know, shut down operations um, because we knew there was a need. Mm-hmm. You know, there are going to be those persons that uh, could not afford uh, health care um, at, at that time. And so with a lot of uh, successes with other collaborations and partnerships, uh, we have been able to uh, afford to test persons for free. Now it did evolve in the in the very beginning, and as well as now, we have to watch out and and remember that it's not all all COVID nineteen diagnosis. We had flu when this first started in March, um, influenza, allergies that are very very big at this time and at this time. Um, so there are other health conditions. So we did provide you know telehealth, and we still provide telehealth with a visit if it is necessary. But uh, the cost, there's no charge to the person. Um, so that that has been uh, just a, a blessing to be able to do that. What does the testing entail? Because I've heard some things like, oh, it's it's scary or it hurts or there's a blood test and there's a swab. So what kind of testing are y'all doing there? Oh, goodness. Let's don't get started on that. That's, <laughs> that's another... Yeah. Another uh, blog, my CEO, Mark Young, he actually has been writing a blog on this because um, he's been very supportive uh, with this. But testing has evolved over time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just as the criteria, the eligibility for testing, the the nasal, it's it was a nasal swab, which is through the nose. And then there was a pharyngeal swab which is in the in the mouth or sort sort of back in your throat area. And so there were two swabs at first that needed to be performed. So of course that's uncomfortable. Um, then, you know, now it's evolved to where it's called a viral test. So the viral test, um, that is the most accurate testing. Uh, it, it can diagnose an active infection. Uh, then you had what you see around, I'm sure, you know, in a lot of a um, lot of places is what we call the antibody test. But now it's evolved to the term serologic, which means blood testing. Um, that is a different test. Uh, it you know, we've always aligned with the CDC recommendations and with those CDC recommendations, we cannot say that the antibody test is is. Um, uh, naturally recommended for an active infection, but it could diagnose a past infection. Oh. So that is serologic testing. Uh, so you know, when we're testing out there, we're using we are using the nasal swab, the viral test. We have to be you know very careful about um, the risk of a false negative, meaning 
you might really have an active infection, but that test shows up that it does not, you know, that it's showing that it's not, uh, it, it does not show an infection. Can we talk about, about you? So where, where are you originally from and how did you end up in the medical field? Oh boy. I am originally from Prairie View, Texas. Um, you know, Prairie View is really where I practice now in Alvin. It's uh, in, in relation, it's really not that far. Um, I used to take trips to Alvin, uh, Texas as a young child with my, with my parents. Uh, my father was an educator at Prairie View A&M and um, took trips there. So I knew of the area very, very well. Um, but I've been in Texas, uh, all my life. Um, and also, you know, just work within the community all my life. I was a candy red striper. Um, I, I really wanted to be a veterinarian. So now how I got into medicine, I was allergic to animals. Oh, okay. So <laughs> my dad said he was a veterinarian as, as well. Uh -huh. And, uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do so. Cause I used to go up to the vet hospital with him, but I was always sick. And so we found out that I was allergic to animals. So he said, well, you know what? The next best thing is, is I'm going to, I want to keep you in, you know, clinical care. And this is what you want to do. So, you know, I went on, uh, went to Spelman College in Atlanta and uh, went to uh, University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston as a medical student and residency at Baylor College of Medicine. Um, and I chose my field OB-GYN um, because it did, it reminded me of helping the whole person, uh, you know, it, when I went through medical school, I like to have a happy ending. And for the most part, you know, obstetrics always gave me that happy ending. But I was also able to practice wholeness and of, of uh, women's health care. So, you know, coming to Community Health Network, I came, I came here as, as when it was Stephen F. Austin, we rebranded into CHN. And I was able to, with the support of uh, CEO who came at the same time, able to branch back. I worked in primary care, um, but I was able to branch back into women's health. So women's health, you know, we do we do obstetrics here. We do um, we do uh, women's health. We do uh, we also provide uh, behavioral health services and dental health services as well. So you know. I was able to come back and, and do what I wanted to do originally, which I said I wanted to do was work in the community. And um, I'm here, you know, 10 years later, thought maybe I'd leave, but I'm still here. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm loving what I do. And, you know, this is what we do every day. So uh, just giving back, you know, uplifting the community. And so we decided, you know, we have a location in Galveston In we have locations in Galveston. So let's, let's, you know, get into that community too. We want everybody to know that we're here. Community Health Network is here. We haven't left and we want them to know, you know, cause we were there through Hurricane Harvey. Um, and, you know, we, we're just, we're just here, Guardy. I just appreciate this, this uh, time to highlight what we do. How are y'all able to offer, uh, you know, things for free or for at a low cost? 
Um, how are we able to offer that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, we offer services um, as a community health center. We're what you call a federally qualified health center. So um, that that is a little bit different from, you know, what your private practice sector may do. Um, we did the original granting was uh, uh, federally, federally supported. Um, with that now, you know, we are self-sustaining, but we, we, we benefit from the partnerships and collaborations that we perform in the community, the United Way, uh, we're grantee of the United Way. Um, uh, we've had uh, other successes with uh, Episcopal Health Foundation. Um, there, you know, we work, we, we do work, you know, to uh, be successful with other organizations such in, in, especially in the Galveston area, Galveston County area, we work with uh, Gulf Coast, but our ser our services itself, um, we work hard to, you know, to provide those. Mm -hmm. So with, with businesses being able to open back up and it seems like the regulations are getting a, a little bit more lax, a lot of people, um, may not be paying as close attention to social distancing or even, you know, wearing a mask, washing your hands, the things that the CDC originally laid out. Is it important for us to still be doing those things? It is um, very important. First, you know, the testing that we continue to perform, uh, the, the governor was, um, he asked that, you know, gave us a charge to uh, perform this test at least 30,000 a day. Um, we're, we, you know, on, based on that and community health support, community health network support, uh, we are achieving, we, we're not achieving 30,000 a day, but, you know, we've up to cumulative now almost done 3,000 test, um, testings in our different site locations, and we try and meet, meet that, but it's important for people to continue to get tested, regardless if you're reopening um, regardless of the reopening and phases, uh, it to practice the social distancing, um, wearing the mask that uh, they're asked to, we, we ask you to wear. Um, also, the hand hygiene is very important. Washing your hands, not, not, not touching your face as I'm doing, but I, I have hand sanitizer right below me right now. Me too. Um, so yes, exactly. So it's important yeah. to do to do that, regardless of where we are, wherever we are. There are, you know, there are predictions. Uh, as we know, you know, influenza season will hit in August. Um, there are also predictions as far as uh, COVID nineteen, the return uh, of it as well. So you know, let's get in these good habits to to do to practice these every day. Uh, requirements so that we we can prevent COVID-19 and the exposure. But at the same time, you know, we we have to remember that there are other, other disease processes that can mimic COVID-19. So those things are more common. And so, you know, you just need to check with your health provider uh, to determine if that's necessary. As far as the testing goes, um, you know, the, the importance of that is uh, also the contact tracing. So if you are positive, you know, for COVID-19, you know, we can immediately have you isolated or quarantined um, 
quarantine so that we don't we can reduce the exposure to other persons. Uh, I just want to I, I just want to also talk about the contact tracing and and give kind of a disclaimer of what persons may believe. Uh, the the contact tracing is voluntary, from what I understand, um, and it's it's only so that we can again reduce the exposure to other persons. Um, it is not uh, meant to um, you know look into your 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 actual uh, um, your your address or where you live or to follow you or anything like that. So I just I want to try and help. Um, just provide some education on that. So I, we, we encourage you to continue to get testing so we can reduce the exposure if you are positive with COVID-19. Okay. You know, one thing that, that I see is daily reports from, you know, I see the city of Leak City, Galveston County, you know, uh, these, these health organizations are releasing numbers and says, you know, this many people tested positive. And um, then I'll, I'll go read the comment section because it gets wild in there. You know, everybody, everybody's an expert, but I don't see any experts necessarily like commenting back, right? Like legit experts. But they always say, well, it takes, you know, 14 days. This is the from the beach op- openings. This is from, you know, Memorial Day. This is from the business phase one. You know, how long does it actually take for these symptoms to set in before you? Um, I'm just asking about those numbers. How long does it take symptoms to set in? So, so what we're what we're seeing um, is, is somewhat like you're explaining. It's a lag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're doing the testing. We've expanded the testing. We're recommending the testing, and then here we see these increased numbers. I believe a couple of days ago, you know, there may have been 1,700 positives that came in. Um, from our experience, you know, I can I can speak from our experience. Uh, we experience the same because. Because we have expanded the testing, uh, the and increased the testing, the numbers, uh, the tests are coming in um, uh, into probably three of your main labs, um, and so those labs, the equipment gets overwhelmed, um, and so yes, we've noticed that it used to be that there was three-day lag time for the test to come in, um, and. And over the past couple of weeks, we've seen an increase, sometimes up to five to seven days. Um, and for, like you said, on reports, we've seen even longer than that. So then we get these increased numbers that come in. Um, the other thing is, is that the way that the, the labs are being um, surveyed, uh, you know, that's something that we will we'll have to learn to build upon. These are unprecedented times, as you see, as everything is evolving. Um, the tests we give, we receive surveys uh, once a week to report on those tests. Originally, it was just report the number of tests done, the number of positives. And now we've evolved to um, the to report the race ethnicities. Uh, and over the past week or so, we've evolved to now report the viral versus the serologic testing. Um, so uh, yes, the testing has changed um, from the type of testing we've done, the viral, the serologic, to the time that it takes for the labs to return, um, and, and as well as the type of reporting we're giving back so that uh, health and human services um, can 
can report these numbers on a federal level, on a state level. Here's, here's another question. This one's from Mr. Cleveland Lane. He asks, uh, how many times can you be tested? Which is a good point because I'll see some people get a, a clear test and it's like, hey, I'm good to go. But that doesn't mean that you could run into it like even the next day or later that day. Oh, that is that is very true. Um, so if you're tested uh, and you receive a negative test, especially if you're asymptomatic, remember I mentioned earlier that asymptomatic persons could be tested, mm-hmm. um, then you can get a negative test. But if you you know develop symptoms later, we may test you again. Uh, so then you may have to be tested again. The other is, is that maybe your symptoms, uh, and, and this is why I talked about the, the, the testing, the viral testing versus the blood or the serologic testing. Um, that if you, if you don't, or you have symptoms and it's early on, they're thinking that 10 day window has decreased to two days prior, that most likely two days prior as you had an exposure within mm. that two days, you should um, have a, um, a response by your body to produce that, you know, positive result. So in that first 24 hours, you're right. You may, you may come up negative, but after that, um, in the next 48 hours, you may have a positive test. So sometimes, you know, if, if you, if we, you know, by the provider's uh, uh, discretion, yes, we may need to go back and test you again. We have tested persons uh, within an early window and they were negative and we came back and retested and they were positive. So that two day window is very important. Okay, right now it is 1042. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM is Kickstart. My name is Guardy. I'm talking to Dr. Yvette Poindexter. She's with Community Health Network. And this week, it, at the you know United Way Galveston County Mainland in Texas City, they're right off Texas Avenue, 2800 Texas Avenue. Uh, they are doing free COVID-19 testing, and you need to get pre-screened before you go out there. So that phone number is 281-824-1480, and that's in the description of the video on Facebook. So if you are listening on 99.5 FM and you want to, hey, I can't remember that number, just go to KHEA Radio's Facebook. It's right in the description of this video. Give it a call, you know, and you can uh, find out if you are uh, qualified or meet the requirements and go out there and get tested for free. Uh, Dr. Poindexter, is there anything else that you would like to share while you're here today? Yes. Um, in the As I shared with our team this morning, we huddle every morning uh, just to make sure we're doing the things that we need to do, you know, to get ready for the day. Um, I shared again, uh, I shared this morning that, you know, in the midst of it all, it's been... Um, a challenging time, especially for us as healthcare providers, but it's also been an uplifting and gratifying time that we are able to do this at Community Health Network, uh, support the community, and can continue to be here um, to to make sure that um, we we all remain safe. Uh, but let's not forget that. Um, you know, of all the things that are going on today uh, that we've seen in the past couple of weeks, that COVID-19 is here. It's still here. Um, it is not, uh, has not gone away. We're still receiving positive tests. So it is important for us if, to get pre-screened um, and to see if you are eligible for testing. So I would encourage us all, you know, to do that, to look at a pre-screening uh, today with us at Community Health Network. 
Thank you so much for having me. Thank you and your team and the and Community Health Network and the United Way for partnering with you guys and, and then allowing, you know, the parking lot there to have you guys set up and do that. Thank you for everything that, that you've done for the community and continue to do. Thank you. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM.